really professional this. I know, we are very professional. Anyway, shall I do an introduction? Please do. Welcome to Faith And. This is very exciting because we now have video, uh, so you get to see what we look like. Yeah! So, yes, I am Andy, and this is Ruth. Hello! So you can put faces to our voices. Um, And yeah, last week you heard a bit about me, my life story, who I am and what I'm about. And today we're going to throw that back to you, Ruth. Dun, dun, dun. So are you ready for, as you called it, the worst interview of your life? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for it, actually. I mean, it is quite early, but you've got coffee. I have got coffee. I don't have any coffee. Oh, that was a mistake. Ah, well, I'm preparing myself for what comes later. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, check out my YouTube channel if you want to know what that's about. Uh, anyway, good plug. Well done, hey. me. Right. <laughs> Get them all uh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start very easy. Okay. We're going to play a game of which do you prefer? Okay. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, starting off, very easy. Which do you prefer, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, I don't care. Either one is fine. But no. diet, not full fat. But choose one. Uh, Coke. Right, there you go. Uh, Burger King or McDonald's? McDonald's. Why? Because it's better. Okay. I'm happy with that decision. That doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> uh, I think Burger King's overpriced and underrated. Anyway. <laughs> Next one. High heels or flats? Flats. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. High heels are not worth it. Any women out there wearing high just don't. It's not worth it. Football or rugby? Rugby. Okay, yeah. And uh, beach holiday, snow holiday? Beach holiday, but I prefer winter. Okay, interesting. And uh, quick question here: If you were a superhero, what superhero would you be? What superhero would I be, or what superpower would I have? Superhero, would you be? Uh, maybe Wonder Woman. Why? Because she's pretty cool. Okay, she is a bit badass, isn't she? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's no wrong answers. It's your choice. Or. Thor, because everyone loves Thor. As but, you know, I don't want to be Thor. I take that back. Yeah, he gets fat in the last movie, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, which superpower? That was the second part, you see. You oh, jumped okay. the gun. Sorry, What sorry. superpower would you have? Um, I would like to be able to control time. Okay. I'd just, like, pause it. Yeah, fast or, forward, rewind, all of it. So you'd want to do that movie that Adam Sandler did, basically click. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, he has a remote control that stops time and goes back and yes, forth. Yes, I would like that. But then he realises he misses out on so much by fast forwarding all the stuff with his family. Well, I don't want to fast forward not much, I don't think. I want to pause. Pause is the big thing, isn't it? Because you can take a nap without losing time. Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, basically, in the movie, when you pause it, it still goes on in the background. That's not the superpower I want, then. Well, there you go. Anyway, well done. Stop changing my superpower. I'm not. I'm just asking a question. (laughs) I'm going to go and have a huff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, so, there you go. That is Ruth in a nutshell. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, That's all you need to know, really. Well, final warm-up question before we get into the deep stuff. Okay. What do you think of the scary king and the pirate? (laughs) They're terrifying. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of puppets anyway. And I came in and the weird king was sat there. I was like, Andy, what is that? And he was like, I've got a pirate as well. Should we put them both out? Yeah, hey. if we're going to do it, let's go all out. Exactly. 
if you're going to work with young people, you need to have a weird... No, that's a children's thing. That's not a young people No, thing. trust me, young people love puppets. <laughs> what young people are you working with? Puppets. <laughs> anyway, right, <laughs> there we go. So, uh, they're just some stupid questions, Ruth. But tell us a little bit about where you're from, growing up, you know, what was that like for you? Nice and vague there, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, I grew up in the south, um, a long way from where we are now. We're in Cumbria now. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the south about an hour away from London or so. Um, and I had a lovely upbringing. I have no complaints. Really lovely family, good parents, nice school, all pretty cosy, really. Nice. Were your parents Christians? Did you go to church? Yeah, so my parents were Christian, or are Christian, I should say. Um, but it was a bit of an odd one because I grew up in a little village. Um, so there was a tiny little village church, which was very traditional in the way that you think it is with a choir of all old ladies all singing out of tune, which is, is just so wonderful. And I love going back there. Um, but it's not the place you want to be as a child or a young person. Like that is not the church. That wasn't the church for me. Let's put it that way. Um, and it wasn't the church for my mum and dad really either, because I mean, from what I remember, there was no one other than us below the age of like 70 there. Yeah. Um, and so it, it just, it wasn't the, the nurturing place that any of us needed it to be. Um, so we stopped going to church when I was about nine or 10, I think. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until my teenage years that I then started going back to church, different church. Yeah. So what was the new church like? Was it, did you go as a family? Was that just you? No, so it was just me. So um, one of my friends at school invited me along to a youth residential mm -hmm. um, and I said yes, which was very unlike me at the time to do something where I was going to a place that I knew no, or I knew this one girl, but I didn't know anyone else. Um, but I went anyway. And then the weekend after that, I just started going to that church. So it was the church in the local town. Mm -hmm. I went to school in that town. Um, but it was a big church, several services a day, a big youth group, all of that sort of thing. So a lot better place for, for what we needed at that time or what I needed at that time. Excellent. And so did you have a lot of Christian friends at school or was it just this one or, you know, what was that like for you? So I don't, I didn't have many Christian friends at school, but there were people at my youth group who were at my school as well. So... In my kind of close friendship circle, there was this other girl and she kind of dropped out of going to church in her teenage years. So it was it was just me, really. But I would see people around school who who were in my youth group and we were all really good friends as well. So we would chat to each other and, and yeah. all of that sort of thing. So there were people, but not in my close circle. Yeah. And did you find that just having that contact, seeing those people around helped you in your walk with Jesus, you know, helped you move forward? Yeah, I think so. I mean... I think I did the classic teenage thing of kind of dropping in and out of it a bit, or certainly in terms of where my faith was at the time, I dropped in and out of it. I carried on going to church and um, my friends at church were just the best people and I'm still friends with them today. And they, you know, we supported each other through so much during those years. Um, but I think I was kind of iffy during my, my teenage years of, is this real? Lots of questioning, but I think that's what we all go through, don't we? So um, I don't look back and go, oh my goodness, I was an awful person and a bad Christian, and <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, I was someone who was trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, so when you were going through that, trying to figure it out, what did that look like? What were some of the ups and the downs for you? What made you sort of question whether God was real? There were so many things, so many things, because when you're a teenager, you're trying to figure out who you are, aren't you? And and there's lots of questioning about life in general, and so faith then comes into that. Um, I did a lot of, I did science in my GCSEs A-levels, um, and have an older brother who is now a chemist, so... Nice. Um, so I had that kind of whole science world around me, which shouldn't push each other out at all they absolutely go together but at the time that's a really hard thing to to try and figure out so that was certainly a hard thing and then when I was 17 18 I really struggled with my mental health really struggled with it um and that was that was tough that was the first time that I'd really struggled in that way um to that extent and that really rocked my faith of what is going on am i being a bad christian is god even there why would this happen how can i feel like this and believe in god and believe that he loves me even though i feel so unlovable like it's a really weird place to be in and and that was hard that was hard okay so you're saying you struggled with mental health and uh you know can you tell us a bit about what that looked like for you and sort of how you went through that how how your family helped you through that or or whether they did yeah, so in ter- looking from the outside in, it was a lot of crying. Just mm-hmm. I cried a lot. Um, I, I'm a bit of a crier anyway, so I guess that's not surprising for people who know me. But I, I cried far too much sort of thing. It, it was beyond the point of normal. Um, and I wasn't doing well in my schoolwork, um, which was a real struggle in itself for me because I'd always done really well in my GCSE, GCSEs. I'd done great. Um, and I'm a goody two-shoes and want to be the best at everything. I'm that annoying person. Always one. I am that person. Um, and I wasn't doing well. And so I was getting these grades that I've, I've never seen on my papers before. And so that was another big knock. Um, but I remember one day, I don't know what had happened in school that day, but I, I think something had and it had knocked me. I remember standing in the kitchen with my mum and crying and her looking at me and saying I need you to look me in the eyes and tell me that you've never thought about suicide and I I remember it so clearly and I looked back at her and I said I'm sorry mum I can't do that I just can't do that and that was when my mum stepped in and went okay enough is enough when something needs to change here and we're going to take the next step forward and um, she made me go to the doctors went through counseling and all sorts of things like that so um that was hard but absolutely the right thing to do by that point um but a big turning point for me was actually telling my friends yeah and particularly um the guys in my youth group um we had a, a four or five of us who were really close similar age um and telling them was one of the hardest things and one of them said to me I'm so sorry I didn't notice. I knew something wasn't right for quite a while now, but I just haven't been able to put my finger on it. And I'm sorry. And I was like, it's not it's not your fault, but yeah. there's this there's this weird thing that gets in relationships then. Friendships, parents, whatever it might be, of from the outside, oh I, I could have done something. Or why didn't I notice that? Or why didn't they tell me? And so with, certainly with my friends we then worked through all this stuff of 
of what I was going through, what that looked like for me and how they could be there for me in that as well, um, which wasn't us sat down having a conversation going, so how can I help you? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that at all. It was just they then knew. And so when they said to me, oh, how are you doing? How was your week? And I went, it's fine. They went, no, really, how was it? Yeah. Like they knew that more was going on then. And so I think that is such a big thing. If you are struggling with your mental health, tell people yeah tell someone tell anyone tell a teacher tell a friend tell someone in your youth group whoever it might be that is such a big first step and so important so important yeah and so that made you you said doubt god you know and things like that so what sort of doubts were you having because i know i doubted god as i was growing up and even now as an adult in my walk there are times that i sit there and go are you real are you doing this you know yeah. And this is that we are paid paid Christians, <laughs> professional Christians, uh, <laughs> you know. And yeah, I think there's a sort of a myth in young people that you have to once you choose to believe in God, you believe in God, and that's it. You can't doubt, you can't question. And I suppose part of me in this area is wanting to dispel that myth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I doubted God all the time. I didn't believe in Him half of my teenage years. I think like it was that point of what is going on what is all this i i can't see god working and so I, when i was 14 i think i remember clearly having this experience when we were on a, a residential um and my friends had gone inside to get jumpers or change shoes or whatever and i just sat outside on the bench and, and looked across the view and it was one of those moments of peace where you just feel that god is with you i can't explain it more than yeah. that than than you just sort of know and so I had that experience when I was really young, but then even from that, kind of going through my teenage years, I doubted so much. And I was like, what, what is all this? You know, God's not here, God's not working. And particularly when I was struggling with my mental health, it was really hard of, yeah. of, of knowing the right answers and knowing that God loves everyone and God loves everyone unconditionally, but feeling so unlovable yeah. that it just didn't add up and I'm someone who likes to make sense of things yeah. that if I can understand why I can kind of appreciate and accept mm -hmm. something for how it is but I just couldn't understand why that why God would feel like that why God would do that and so that was a really big struggle um but yeah it was just a lot of questioning and I know that other people in my youth group were going through similar things that we would talk to each other about it which was great that um we were I was really, really lucky to have those friends growing up because we were just so open and honest with each other and we would let each other know when we were struggling and we would have the most ridiculous afternoons together where we would go from, you know, like a water fight to then <laughs> sat talking about Jesus and then yeah. having food and all these things. Um, but we, we all struggled with it. We all had questions. We all still do have questions. Yeah. So when was that moment in your life that you sort of said, okay, you know, you talked about going on a residential. Yeah. Was it that moment that you thought, actually, this is, you know, I want to follow God? Was there a moment where you sort of said, this is it, I'm in? I'm not sure there was. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have that moment and can kind of pinpoint it to right now. Now is the time I'm going to I'm gonna follow Jesus. But I really don't remember that. I got confirmed really young, so I got confirmed when I was 10 or 11 which I sort of wish I hadn't done, like it was fine, but if I'd if I'd do it over again, I'd, I'd wait till I was older. 
So, but I knew I believed in God at that point and I was, I wanted to follow him and all of that sort of thing. I knew at that point when I was 14 that God was real, that I'd just experienced him. And there were kind of several other points through my teenage years that I kind of can remember experiencing God or seeing God at work. So I think I was always aware of it, but I'm not sure. I think I was into adulthood before I went, actually, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. Um, maybe. So I started volunteering on, on youth camps quite early when I was 16, 17, 18. And I think it was one of those moments and seeing God working in and through young people or people younger than me. Um, and I went, there's something in this. There's yeah. something going on here. Um, I really need to to push push this forward and, and see what's going on and, yeah. and actually let let God take over. Yeah. Um, and I think the other moment I've just thought as well, which should have been the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> um, so my A-levels did not go well. They were yeah. really badly. Um, and three weeks before results day, so I'd applied to do physics at university. That, nice. that was my plan. Um, I'd got my places, all of that sort of thing. Three weeks before results, I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. And it wasn't that I decided that, it was that God told me that. And I was like, no, 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 this is what I plan to do. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what you're going to do. It was this proper battle. Um, so anyway, I'd, I'd planned to do this gap year and all of this sort of thing and get some different A-levels and had finally got to the decision that I would do something in theology or Bible studies or something like that, um, which is stupid when you've just done maths, further maths and yeah. physics at your A-levels. Why would you do that? Why? Yeah. And so that moment was this complete leap of faith of, no, I know this is what God is telling me to do. I can either go and do physics as I planned and, you know, see what happens, yeah. or I can go... Right, God, you're calling me to something else. Make it worth it. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. If you're who you say you are, this has got to be the right decision. So let's see what happens. It was the right decision. Um, it was, yeah, absolutely the right decision. But, uh, yeah, it was by, It was not the sensible decision to do. It wasn't <laughs> the, like, my parents were like, are, are, are you sure? We'll support you, but are you sure? Yeah. Type thing. So Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I can relate to that. And I'm sure lots of people out there can as well. You know, those who have had those God moments, those who are struggling as well. Mm. That's really good. So bringing it forward to where you're at today, obviously you are a paid Christian. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, professional, like yeah. we all are, as you can tell by <laughs> our setup. Um, so <laughs> what difference does having Jesus in your life make? Like, if you met someone in the street and they said, oh, my life's great, I've got this, this, and this, what difference does it make to you having, you know? I think that's a really hard question. I've thought that every time we've asked it to someone on this podcast of, oh, what would I say? I'm not really sure. But I live my life in a completely different way to how I think I would live it if I didn't believe in Jesus, if I, did, if I hadn't taken that big step of faith um, at my A-levels uni time. Um I think, yeah, Jesus calls us to live differently. He calls us to live counterculturally. 
that that we live in this world but not of this world and I always try and think of that Mm -hmm. and particularly for me so God has called me to love and at this time of my life particularly love young people um but to love all of God's people and so that is or I try and (laughs) have that be my motivation for everything and where it all stems from that that God is love God loved me first and I can love others because he loves me yeah um and so if I'm doing that I'm doing what God wants me to do and and I think we live in a world that is quite full of hate now and controversy and people getting offended and all of this sort of thing and if we as Christians can show God's love to people I think that can make a massive difference yeah excellent I suppose just to sort of come into land uh, if you could have one message for young people listeners out there who or watchers whatever you're doing because now you get to see us watchers as well i know it's so exciting uh, watchers viewers <laughs> yes that's the word <laughs> so if you do listen to us on itunes or podbean you can now watch us on youtube as well and see our smiling faces um but if you had one sort of final message to them what would that be keep going just keep going find support networks whether that's parents friends teachers youth workers whoever that might be ask the questions and and keep going and it's hard life is hard there's no point trying to sugarcoat that yeah stuff happens and life is hard but keep going and and you'll be right excellent well thank you ruth for sharing a little bit about yourself with us and with the internet world and the listeners and the viewers (laughs) and Um, and yeah we've been faith and And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.